0: Man, you're never going to believe this, but Jacoby Myers said that the one reason he signed with the New England Patriots was because he wanted to prove that he was better than Nikhil Harry. It's going to be tough for the Patriots to clinch a playoff spot this weekend. NFL officials have been absolutely horrible, and Adrian Peterson is pleading for some accountability and some consistency. What? would be a successful season for the new england patriots this year and the kansas city chiefs are the only afc team with 10 wins heading into week 16 and how disappointed are patriots fans with John U. smith's performance so far we're going to talk about all of that here on the talking football with ray podcast Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray. And believe it or not, my name is Ray, and I'm going to be the one talking football with you. Before we cut to the show, you need to remember that we are talking about a kid's game that's played by grown men. So sit back, relax, don't take yourself too serious, and let's have a little bit of fun in five, four, three, two, one. Zero. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray. My name is Ray. That means I'll be the one talking football with you, ladies and gentlemen. Today is Thursday, December the 23rd. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve. That's Christmas for me. Christmas for some, Christmas for all, holidays for all. Happy holidays to everybody. This will be, sad, the final podcast slash live stream of 2021. The next time I will see you will be Monday, January the 3rd, 2022. Where the heck has this year gone, people? Hey, make sure that you smash that like button right now. It really helps me with the whole analytics thing. If you're brand new to this uh, podcast, this channel, whatever it may be, make sure that you subscribe. Don't forget to hit that little notification bell. Be notified every time I go live. Be notified every time a new video is posted. Make sure you follow me over on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. Catch my stuff that I cover on Newsbreak. I cover the NFL over there. I do short vlogs, link in the description. And then I cover the entire NFL for DeanBlundell.com. Yes, the mothership. that's DeanBlundell.com. You can find my blogs and my NFL podcast over on the Dean Blundell website. That is DeanBlundell.com. All those links are in the description. I want to welcome everybody in the live chat tonight. Don't forget, drop your questions if you have some. We'll try to get to you. I talked about the subjects tonight. I got my boy Mike to talk about them all. I had a whole show and then a couple other things popped up that I had to uh, decide we need to take care of. So we're going to take care of it tonight. So here's what we're going to do we're going to hear from our sponsors over at Newsbreak And when we come back from the break, Mike will be with us and we'll be ready to chill and talk some football here on Talking Football with Ray. Over 1 billion users have downloaded the free Newsbreak app, getting access to all of their local news and content provided by Newsbreak. However, not only is Newsbreak a sponsor of my channel, they're also my bosses. I have been marked as a top contributor for Newsbreak, covering the entire NFL. So what are you waiting for? Download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description, and it directly supports my channel. If you want transparency, I'll give you transparency. Every time somebody downloads the Newsbreak app from the link, it directly puts money in my pocket. So, download the app, get unlimited free access to all of your local news and all of my NFL content for free while also supporting the channel. It's a win win for everybody. So, please take 30 seconds and download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description. And we're back live here on YouTube, here on Twitter. What's going on, everybody? Here with my boy, Mike. You can find Mike over on Twitter at MN underscore off topic. That's at MN, M as in Michael, N as in whatever his last name is, at underscore off topic. Mikey, what's going on, man? How are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good, man. Getting ready for Christmas.
0: Yeah, yeah. Getting ready for that Christmas time. That's where we're at here. We got everybody coming over to our house tomorrow night. Gotta do the turkey in the morning and been cleaning today. And it was like my last day at work today. And like basically, like I told my staff, I was like, listen, I'm not expecting much today. Just be around in case somebody calls. I got mm-hmm. like no emails today, no but no interactions, no nothing. But it's just, I don't know. I was out tonight doing some last minute shopping, cause like why would
1: I, you know, be done yet? Right? Are you done all your shopping, Mike? I need to go get one. One more little thing for my uh, brother-in-law tomorrow. I'm gonna pick him up uh, Starbucks gift card. But other than that, yeah, it was one of the last minute Charlie, last minute Charlies today too with the uh, Christmas shopping. Same thing. Give- got out, of, do- got out of work at about noon because it was you're, dead. So
0: you're doing the gift card for the brother-in-law. That's that's the thought
1: you're putting into it. That's the personalization you know, man, you're doing. You know, you know, man, he's tough. He he is really tough. I got him and my sister a bunch of stuff, but I just wanted to get him like a little. You know, you want to give somebody a little something extra instead of giving just like a family gift. So uh, yeah, yeah, I just just yeah uh, picked them up that. So everybody
0: in my family is getting gift cards for me. I'm not even <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. Everybody's getting gift cards. My mother, did I you... got her Oh, I, I can't I can't say what it is because some of my family listens to what I do. <laughs> um but everybody got a gift card my wife included got gift cards like everybody's getting gift card. gift cards are the greatest gifts in the world i i, I don't understand why people are like oh you got to give me something physical i'm like why why don't i just dude i would rather just give you cash to be real like here's a 100 bucks go buy yourself yeah
1: yeah it's it's funny especially as i get older and like everything's all disconnected anyway like right everybody buys everything through amazon i'm just like like i got really lazy for a couple of friends that like a year ago during the height of covid i was texting them all gift cards like it wasn't even like a physical gift card i was like here's an amazon card here's a du- here's a duncan card like have fun yeah. and then you know somebody is like oh that's not personal enough doesn't show you care like i just gave them a hundred bucks yeah no that sure that shows you
0: care enough man here's the thing yeah. like as an adult see chris like christmas was a big deal for me when i was a kid because i didn't have money so like when i wanted stuff it was like you know you waited for birthdays, Christmas, right. that kind of thing. As an adult, when I need something, dude, I buy it. So when yeah. when Christmas when Christmas time rolls around, you're like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "I have everything I want."
1: That dude, that no lie, that is exactly word for word what I say. Like I have said every year for the past like seven years of my life since I've been making like good money. You know, yeah. I'm just like I'm just like up. I'm like, why do we have to wait till Christmas if you need something? get it
0: yeah i'm legit getting hats and hoodies for christmas that's all i'm getting yeah Uh, and a pair of shoes and my wife's like that's all you want and i'm like i have everything i'm like i don't really want these hoodies i'm like i'm just buying them because they look cool and (laughs) i i don't know i probably wouldn't have probably wouldn't have bought them i don't know just to me like to me I'm like just give me gift cards you know what i ask my mother for every year and she finally got them for me last year i asked we have a grocery store here called superstore i'm like give Mm -hmm. me a superstore gift card she's like i want to get and i'm like yes get me i'm like get me a superstore gift card because i'm like christmas cost me so much money just to know that i have a grocery card like to do a grocery after it i'm like that's the way no gift cards is the way to go i'm telling you right now there's right now upstairs there's like 1500 dollars in gift cards that i'm going to be handing out over the next two days But my the the thing is too though my wife's birthday is the 26th
1: oh so she gets she gets kind of screwed on that a little bit she gets
0: screwed in the fact of that wow well, no we always make sure that she gets double right no. like so like, okay okay so like the 24th her parents and brother are coming here and my parents are coming okay mm-hmm. and then on the 25th I'm going to my parents' house so my mom's in's dinner we're gonna be with my uncle and my sister my brother-in-law and the kids so we're gonna do them so then we're gonna give gifts then and then on the 26th, uh, we're heading up to the cottage for a couple days because I'm off for four days now. Heading up to the cottage for four days, and then I friggin' uh, I'm going to celebrate my wife's birthday, and she's going to get gift cards for her birthday too. Like everybody who's getting a gift from me
1: in the next three days are getting gift cards. Here's my here's my only argument against gift cards, and you kind of hit on it too, right? Like. I hate and gift cards are designed to do this, right? Like I'm going to go on a little rant here. They love when there's like a dollar left on a gift card that you'll never fucking use ever, especially like the coffee places. That's why I was so hesitant to get a physical gift card. That's the nice thing about the digital gift cards is at least they kind of like go into a like a wallet that you can use, you know? yeah so.
0: Yeah. no absolutely Uh i, I didn't I, no, I did physical gift cards this time uh, yeah i do i do like the digital gift cards i'm not gonna lie the digital gift cards are nice
1: last year i did get digital gift cards for everybody and that irritated them right real. i think i think for some things physical is still better like the amazon card i got right like you load that onto your amazon account so either way it's it is digital right you're just giving something to show that thought oh um, yeah
0: no, absolutely. But I think last year when people were getting emails for Christmas, <laughs> they were in the house an email. With me. They were in they were in the uh their house with me and I'm like forwarding them emails because I didn't want I didn't want every I didn't want everybody to get it ahead of time, right? So I like yeah. I was like sending it to them to myself and then forwarding emails out and I think I ended up actually getting my wife to uh to print them all too so i had paper copies to give people i literally gave paper copies of gift cards it go. was yeah it, i
1: i had a friend that did that it was pretty creative he just like printed out like ran, random gift cards because he was on like the same line of thinking as i did like just stupid stores and behind it was either like a visa gift card or he taped it to cash it was so funny it was yeah, so funny
0: it's, it's what you got to do so then like yeah so i did that then i had to go to the dollar store and buy cards to put all the gift cards in you know like and i'm yeah i don't get it like there's people that spend like ten dollars on a card yeah you know legit that card is going in the recycle bin as soon as you leave oh yeah nobody keeps their i keep the i keep cards uh i don't look at them again i just do it because i feel bad because somebody went out and like wrote a nice message for me so like i have this like box of cards i never look at and every christmas or birthday they'll just drop in there so i'm like no so i went to the dollar store i had to get like everybody a christmas card then i had to go get um my wife birthday cards for like for my kids and for myself and it's but yeah i know that there's there's fifteen hundred dollars in gift cards right now and then like another five hundred dollars in digital in my email at the moment so it's uh it's been yeah i spent two, i spent two grand on gift cards <laughs> this, this year
1: the, the other thing too and i'll kind of say this to get a little bit off the the negative side of it um you know we we were just kind of talking behind the scenes about you know, maybe be in a Grinch a little bit. I know the holidays get some people down. Say, say something nice to somebody that, you know, you maybe haven't talked to in a while, a family member, you know, reach out. I think, I think that's more in line with the Christmas spirit right now, especially with everybody, you know, being so separated because of, you know, circumstances. I'm not going to say it because I hate the word at this point. Uh, But no, no, I get it. Do something nice for people, you know, or say something nice. I'm going to pitch Dean Blundell for a
0: second and if okay. are going to roll their eyes and say Dean Blundell again, but you know what Dean finishes every show with do something nice for somebody, you know, yeah. he does every show he finishes with do something nice. You watch Dean, like great. Do something nice yeah. for somebody. And I think that, yeah, do something nice. I'm looking at all the comments here. Uh, Delusional Pats fan gives cash. Beautiful. <laughs> uh edward says he'll use that dollar he'll and pay the difference good for you man i won't even use change that's how brutal right. i am mcchicken's got a mcchicken's got a thing it's a yeah best gift is a gas card right now yeah and you is. guys think you know what? you guys think you got a bad come live in canada if you think that gas is bad at the moment all right mike we've done 12 minutes and 58 seconds i haven't even talked to lick of football yet We got to get into it. Let's get into our first story of the evening. Now, this wasn't a part of what I sent you today because this kind of came out late. Let Mm -hmm. me set this up. So a tweet came out today from Zach Cox. It said, on Kyle Van Noy's Elite Eat series, Jacoby Myers revealed that he signed with the Patriots specifically because they drafted Nikhil Harry in the first round the same year. Now, saying, quote, I'm going to go there and show them I'm going to play like a first rounder. Here's the exact quote that he said, quote, so this is a story that I've never told anybody in my life. And you know, Nikhil is my brother. I love Nikhil. Uh, We be with each other every day. But when I came down uh, to picking teams, I had a couple of teams. So I looked at all the teams who offered me and it's, did they draft a receiver? And if they drafted a receiver, where did they draft him? The highest drafted that was receiver was the Patriots. And I said, so if they drafted a receiver in the first round, I'm going to go in there and show them that I could play with a first rounder. I was just kind of betting on myself. And we've heard that before that Jacoby Myers has gone and bet on himself. However, I've never heard the story that he specifically chose to play in new England because Nikhil Harry was a first round pick and you got to, you know, give him a little bit of credit for, coming out and betting on himself because there's not a lot of guys who will go out and bet on themselves and say like I'm going to go there and you got to figure if you're an undrafted free agent and you see that a team just took a guy in the first round that's a lot of gumption and that's a lot of you know that's a lot of self-confidence to say hey I'm going to go and hang with him
1: yeah definitely that's
0: let me let me turn this to you now Mike how much better has Jacoby Myers been than Nikhil Harry this
1: season (sighs) I mean, unfortunately, you still really can't compare the two. Jacoby's out there multiple snaps. You know, he he's hell. He's almost always out there. It's a rarity that he's not. Um, and, and he he is productive. I'm not, You know, there there's been some criticism around drops lately, and he has had some drops in in critical situations. But you still can't compare him and Nikhil. It's it's night and day. And I and I want to give Nikhil the benefit of the doubt lately he's been doing better would you
0: say that the Patriots aren't using Nikhil Harry enough is that one of the reasons you say you can't compare them or are they just different players and different roles and responsibilities on the team
1: I, I think they're just different players I think Nikhil Harry was drafted for a different reason I think he was drafted to fit more of that uh tight end role when we were lacking tight ends just a big body receiver to kind of replace like a gronk and You know, I think Myers fits more of that uh, typical, you know, midfield, you know, goes outside the numbers once in a while possession receiver that the Patriots are more accustomed to having Um, that again, that being said, you know, I'm not going to say one or two catches earned Nikhil some more uh, snaps next week, but but we'll see or this week rather.
0: So a lot of New England Patriot fans were hoping that this was going to be a weekend that perhaps they come out and clinch the AFC East or perhaps clinch a playoff spot. But it's looking more and more like it's going to be tough for them to clinch at Week 16. It's looking more like it could be a Week 17 thing uh, because a lot has to happen. Mike Reese tweeted out today that the Patriots playoff scenarios as they prepare to host the Bills, the Dolphins, and and the Dolphins visit the Saints on Monday night. Here's the scenario. It's quite lengthy. Okay, so New England, there's only one way that New England can clinch the AFC East title this weekend. New England has to beat Buffalo, and Miami has to lose or tie. Now, for New England to clinch a playoff berth, uh, assuming that, say, Miami wins their game, there's five different scenarios. New England wins plus Las Vegas ties or loses, and the LA Chargers lose or tie. Uh, New, England in Indi- New England wins, Indy loses or ties since he loses. New England wins, Indy loses, Baltimore loses, and Pittsburgh loses or ties. New England wins, (laughs) Indy loses or ties, the LA Chargers lose, and the New England Patriots win, Baltimore loses, Cleveland loses or ties, or Pittsburgh loses or ties. So there's a lot of different scenarios for the Patriots to try to clinch the division this weekend. Again, I think a lot of Patriot fans were hoping that perhaps – We go into the next two weeks feeling a little bit more confident, having a little bit less pressure, maybe talking a little bit about the top of the AFC. However, it's looking more and more like it could be week 17 or 18 where they finally clinch. Mike, let me ask you, though. Will the Patriots clinch a playoff spot this weekend, or do you think that they're going to have to wait?
1: I think they're going to have to wait. I, uh... (laughs) It's, you know... (laughs) remembering the multiple scenarios there is just going to be tough um you know just just winning against Buffalo for us this week is going to be a task the Saints versus Miami game is going to be pretty interesting to watch because even though the Saints defense played lights out they know Tampa really well that's a divisional game for them um you know, they may be able to hold the Dolphins back, but that offense hasn't been great. So that's going to be interesting. Um, you know, the Colts are on, on a tear right now. Um, I don't necessarily want the Steelers to lose t- for us to clinch some kind of playoff spot either. I, I, I'm actually looking for the Steelers to to beat the Chiefs in that game. So that's that's another. And I, I'd say for me, that's one of the so most crucial just like things. Jeff Ed, so the
0: yeah. Patriots can clinch. So the Patriots can be back top of the AFC. If the Steelers... Yeah beat kansas city on sunday and the patriots win on sunday the patriots
1: are back atop the afc and control their own destiny the rest of the season right and i think that's that's most ideal for for us right it's like you know let's hope let's hope pittsburgh wins let's hope we win and and uh, you know see what happens from there basically
0: It's a really crazy scenario to think about because there's all these different scenarios for the Patriots to clinch a playoff berth. However, there's one scenario where they're at the top of the AFC, but they don't clinch a playoff berth. It's really funny. Mike, let me ask you this. How likely is it that the Patriots will win the AFC East? Obviously, this weekend against the Buffalo Bills is going to be huge, but how likely in your mind when you're trying to make your predictions, how likely
1: is it that the Patriots will win the AFC East? You know, I'd say about 75%. Right now, and that's just based on the fact that um, I'm giving them the slight advantage this weekend at home to beat the Buffalo Bills. So, um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to hope that that game turns out in our favor, but it could go crazy. And then the at that point, we should be OK. But if something else happens, you know, there's always that crazy last game in Miami. Who knows what what can happen there? Um Again, yeah, seventy-five percent. So basically, basically, what I'm telling you is I'm giving giving the Patriots seventy-five percent chance to win this game this week. I think they're coming off a bad loss. I think we're at home. Uh, I'm going to give those advantage advantages to us. So.
0: Yeah, if the Patriots win this weekend, Buffalo is basically out of contention for the AFC East. However, if Miami wins out, including beating the Patriots on the last game of the season, then Miami would actually win the top of the AFC East. And there's a possibility that the Buffalo Bills don't even make the playoffs and the Patriots hang on to a playoff spot. So there's a lot of different things. But let's get into this game this weekend. Mike, when you look at the Buffalo Bills, New England Patriots, huge game at Gillette Stadium, it's basically a winner-take-all because if the Buffalo Mm -hmm. Bills win, they control their own destiny. If they win their next two games, I believe they play the Atlanta Falcons and the New York Jets should be two easy wins for Buffalo. They win the AFC East. They have all the tiebreakers against the Patriots. If the Patriots win, they control their own destiny. Beat the Jags, beat Miami, they win. Miami drops the game in the next three. The Patriots are top of the AFC East. But let's talk about this tough game this weekend. Who is going to win the AFC East showdown between the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots?
1: Yeah, you. you, and some of the people watching right now know me. You know me. I'm usually the pessimist. I'm never going to say we're going to win a game. But, again, for the reasons I pointed out, we're at home. You, You know, that little bit of an advantage, it could still be a crazy game. Um, I think the Patriots are coming back off a bad loss. So I think they know they need to show some fight in this game for obvious reasons. Um, They can't afford to fall flat and we're, we're pretty healthy uh, this game minus, you know, Nelson Aguilar, hopefully uh, Kendrick Bourne can play. It sounds like Nikhil Harry's probably going to play. I saw a post today that looks like Damian Harris is going to be available. So hopefully that all works out in our favor. Um, even though Nelson Aguilar not being there kind of scares me to, you know, not be able to spread the field. Um, realistically, we have other guys that can do that. So not a huge deal. Um, defensive side. I think that defense, I think that defense is going to have something to prove. I think they feel like they maybe let, let the team down last week with that big run on Jonathan Taylor. There's, I don't think they're going to let the Buffalo bills run hardly at all. And, um, I think J.C. Jackson is just going to be all over on Diggs all night long. I think he he wants to prove, especially after you watch that game last week down in Carolina, where uh, Diggs kind of burnt Gilmore, that J.C. Jackson has taken that next step to be even better th- than the guy that uh, you know he's kind of filling the shoes up. So we'll see what happens there. Alright, so before we get into our next story, which is about the NFL
0: officials, let's look at some of the, the comments from the chat here. Uh, Lawrence Owen is asking, what will the weather report look like for the game? From what I've seen, but you're out in the Boston area, so perhaps in, in New England area, perhaps you could give us a little bit of a better de- depiction. But what I've seen, it looks like it's going to be a pretty windy, crappy, maybe snowy day on the 26th of December.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would guess it from what I've read, it's going to be windy, uh, cold. They said it could get below freezing. I haven't heard any any snow yet? But that could also change around here in any given minute. So, who knows? Maybe Mac Jones will only throw uh two passes this game.
0: uh Delusional Patriots fan says, "I feel like it's more important for us to win the division, not just make the playoffs." What's your thoughts of that?
1: I mean, honestly, and I, you know, I know we'll talk about this later, but any playoff spot this season to me is a big, big victory, you know, and then we'll see where we go from there. You know, the Patriots being in contention from anything to a wild card spot to the top of the AFC um, after my predictions at the beginning of this season. Uh, it's amazing, you know, n- nothing, nothing short of, again, coach of the coach of the year, potentially for Bill Belichick, in my opinion.
0: Edward says you can't compare those drops to Harry's Bumbles.
1: That's obviously in response to you, yeah. Um, no, and and I'm not I'm not really it's not really comparing, you know, apples to apples. I know we're comparing comparing apples to oranges there. You know, I know Nick Kiels had a lot of bumbles. Um, the the punt fuck fuck up for lack of better words in the, uh, you know, buffalo game. I almost blame Bill more for that. Like Nicki shouldn't be even back there. And I think that's what a lot of Patriots fans are. Or uh, you know, zoning in on recently is like, oh, okay, he had big one big catch, but he almost fucked up the Buffalo game. Like, listen, he shouldn't be back there. End of story. Like, yeah. So, just uh, I'll just put the difference there.
0: Just a reminder, Mike, when we're doing the chat, curse words are okay when the banners are up. PG, right?
1: Okay, okay.
0: This shit's got to go on news break, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so when the ban, so this is cool. Chat is cool. We can fucking swear all we want. But when my banner's up, PG. Uh, last one for now, McChicken says, Pats can't have Nikhil be the technician route runner. He blocks and he runs forward and goes up for jump balls and contested catches. Use him that way.
1: I, to- I totally agree. I mean, McChicken's always right on the spot. Nothing to add there. Uh,
0: Not sure. Don't... Don't get angry over my Harry comments. Oh, because he said, Nikhil proved he was worth the first round pick with that catch. Nikhil for president. <laughs>
1: yeah, yes, he did prove that he was worth a pick there.
0: Now, Lawrence says Harry was good. Brady never threw to him because he didn't want him to look. <laughs> Lawrence, you know, you know nikhil didn't
1: look that bad in that first season you know for the little bit he played i i i hate on nikhil and i defend him so
0: uh well i think we all unanimously had the same reaction when we saw uh harry on the return oh the fucking i honestly to i i was on the dean Blundell show the next day breaking down that game and i I feel bad about it now, but I said I fucking hope he tears an ACL. I was so (laughs) mad about it. (laughs) Fucking fielded a punt with his face. I was so pissed, dude. I I was
1: I was stopping that play on my TV and like rewinding it in slow motion. I was like, I'm pretty sure it didn't even hit his helmet. Like this isn't even him. And then it hit right off
0: his face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, we got to get into our other story here. NFL officials have been brutal this year. They've been. Uh, major parts of games they've had awful non-calls they've had awful calls Uh, my myself on Newsbreak and other outlets have called out NFL officiating and the commissioner Roger Goodell at times to try to do something to fix it and people have just had enough Uh, for example I saw this tweet from Slim Vanilla who was responding to the game on Monday night between the or sorry Tuesday night between the Seattle Seahawks and the LA Rams where there was a blatant pass interference by an LA Ram near the end of the game. That mm-hmm. wasn't called slim vanilla said, don't even tell me the league doesn't influence games, miss the hold on the Rams O line while also calling a phantom hold on Seattle's D and then this no pass interference. Very interesting to me because I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't believe that the games are predetermined. However, I have said, though, that with all these awful referee calls, without the lack of accountability, the NFL has put themselves in a situation where people are starting to think that there could be, quote unquote, rigged games, and they're putting themselves in the situation with that call. Well, today, Adrian Peterson has had enough. He put this on Instagram, quote, can we please come together and figure out a better situation that'll hold all NFL officiating more accountable? These blatantly missed and unwarranted calls literally change the outcome of games. It's heartbreaking when my sons, who flat out love the game of football, look at me with teary eyes, asking, quote, Dad, why are you not why are they not making the right calls? Do they not want or do they just want the Rams to win? That's Adrian Peterson, veteran of the NFL. It's bad, and the NFL has put themselves in that situation. Mike, how bad have NFL referees been this season?
1: Man, I watched that game the other night, and that P.I. literally happened right in front of the referee. Now, I understand maybe he didn't have quite the angle on it, but, like, listen, you have more than one referee on this field, and I'm not, you know, going to litigate the, you know, we've seen a ton, you know, everybody knows that Saints game from a couple of years ago. You, you know, I could go back to a, like a personal one this year for us that, that, uh, you know, uh, play on Agalor where, you know, the defender just went up and, you know, grabbed them in the face mask and there was no call. Um, you know, there's, there's so many, I point out at least one or two every, day. I just, it's just, it's getting to the point. You know, they took away the challenge, especially on pi, and I get it. They don't want to slow the game down, but they almost need to have, in my opinion, what's called an egregious challenge, an egregious like, okay, let's let's call get to that. challenge. Yeah. Let's get
0: to that. And I did pre send you these questions, Mike.
1: Did you? How
0: can the NFL hold their referees more accountable because they're oh, becoming? the main stories of games it's reminding me a little bit of major league baseball umpires how can the nfl hold the referees more accountable
1: so number one i think you can have more call-ins from new york up there and we've seen we've seen some you know and good on new york they've been they've been kind of calling some of the stuff back um man the the referee the other day during the bears game that kind of did the butt check to you know throw the throw the taunting flag to me that guy should be suspended or you know done for the season type of thing i i really do think the referees need to be brought in house somehow the nfl is a a, a multi-billion dollar enterprise and they're they're not I don't want to say they're not training people correctly because that always comes off bad, but this is the referees aren't
0: full-time employees, which is right.
1: But they should be brought in. There should be training for them. There should be circumstances. There there should be a whole protocol of things um, to really get these guys up to speed in in a different way and in a better way. And, you know, when, when they start seeing officiating crews, maybe, uh, you know, that are a little more harsh than others when they shouldn't be, or a little loose when they don't think they should be, you know, mix those, mix those guys up. You, you know, that's why they should work for the NFL. The NFL should have, have a little more power over some of these crews, I, I think. And again, how they get trained.
0: So we're looking at the accountability of the referees, but let's look at a little bit from an accountability standpoint of the teams. Do NFL teams have to do a better job preparing for referees? Because we've seen, and I know it's been inconsistent, which it could be a little bit unfair, but we know things like the taunting penalties. We know some of the ticky tack plays that they're going to call. I think it was on the Believe in Colts podcast with Dequell Jackson and Lawrence Owen. Lawrence Owen asked Dequell Jackson, do you prepare for referees? Do you watch film on referees? And he said, absolutely. You have to know who the referees are. Mm So with the referees being so inconsistent, how much of the accountability has to fall on teams and do teams have to do a better job preparing for NFL referees this year?
1: I I think teams probably do a pretty good job. They can always do better. You know, I think there are certain coaches that are gonna probably have you prepare a little bit more, especially depending on your style. You know, if you're a heavy pass team or if you're, you know, a, a team that relies on their secondary, they're, you know, probably preparing you know, in, you know, telling their guys like, listen, you need to be on it tonight because we can't have a hundred yards, yards worth of uh, offensive or defensive PI, especially the PI calls. We all know those are, those are what everybody is really complaining about for the most part, because they can, they can get, get a team 20 to 30 yards plus, you know, in a matter of an instant. So. um...
0: Okay. Let's take a, a couple of the comments from the chats here. Uh, people have had weighed in here kevin says officiating has been so inconsistent this season i think that's one of the frustrating things right mike like it's just been so fucking inconsistent across the board that you just i mean if you're going to call everything call everything if you're not going to call anything don't call anything but why is this a penalty why is this not a penalty why is that taunting why is that not taunting why is that pi not called why can't they call from the booth just inconsistency i think is where people are getting frustrated with right
1: yeah i think a big example of that too and um i'm kind of put for equal justice under the law especially now that he doesn't play here when tom brady goes and yells at the other sideline i think he should be flagged especially when people are getting flagged uh you know for basically looking at the other sideline in some games it's really
0: stupid uh, edward says you think the refs don't get money on these games like everyone else maybe they should bring back those subs uh, when we went from the refs on strike, that was a great season. I mean, at this point now, I mean, everybody complained about the replacement officials, but I mean, at this point now, I'm like, I can't tell the difference between the two. I really can't. It, it's just as frustrating watching the professional refs now as it was for the replacement refs. And again, um, they're saying, you know, you don't think they got money on these games. Some people are saying it's rigged. It's, I don't, I don't believe it. I believe that the, you know, I want to believe that the games are, are played in, in just, I want to believe that everything is normal i want to believe it's not rigged. i want to believe that referees aren't rigging games because of money however the nfl has put themselves in this position because of the inconsistency
1: right absolutely and and i'm not going to defend anybody here but also on the other hand we don't want a microchip on the football and all these scanners and projectors and cameras on the field to measure absolutely everything because then that'll take An element of fun out of the game, but it's also not fun, you know, to see Matt Judon get held on every single play, and it never, ever, ever gets called.
0: Well, McChicken puts out this point: challenging PI didn't work, and I agree. They hardly ever overturned it. It was, it was awful. But why not give the booth the power to call down and review it? And that's what I—I don't even. Here's my opinion on this: I don't even think it should be like reviewed by the referee on the field. If you watch soccer, right, a team scores a goal. Just like the touchdown in football, it gets confirmed, you go. A referee, if, if if something happens, like that egregious non-call pass interference call, that would literally take 11 seconds for them to see the play, call down and say that was pass interference, throw the flag and go. That now puts it up to the other team to try to get a snap off before the booth can call down to the referees.
1: Yeah. And I, I think this is where I kind of went to that eg- idea of like an egregious challenge, like an egregious penalty challenge, like where there's no question, like that, that Rams game the other night, it, you know, like every team would get one of those and be like, you're stupid. Look at it again t- yeah. type of thing.
0: Oh, absolutely. I absolutely agree with that a delusional Patriots fan says PI is okay, but pointing is absolutely unacceptable. There are children (laughs) watching this game. Uh, You know, I say the same thing, you know, you can throw yourself head first, two players, two Patriots players left after taking hits to the helmets. And I'm not calling out the Colts. I don't think they were dirty plays. So don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that the second call could have been a pass interference call. could have been a defensive receiver hit, but I don't think there was ill intent to the hits. If that makes sense. Right. However, it's okay to go helmet to helmet. Uh, let's not forget, this is a league who does not acknowledge that head trauma from concussions causes health problems and mental health problems later in life. It's also a league that's, um, uh, it's reaction to rising cases and its solution to stopping rising COVID cases in the league is just to stop testing, right? This is what the NFL does. Um, but yeah, don't point your finger at somebody though, because fuck me you know what i mean it's it's the taunting rule irritates me because they let all this other shit go and they're so fucking just
1: hung up on this taunting i don't know how you feel about it the taunting thing drives me nuts it's football like unless the guy is standing over somebody like uh you know doing certain motions just 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 move along and again going back to your thing about the inconsistency that's what bothers me again and I agree with you. I don't think like in the Colts game, for example, there was any ill intent with some of those helmet hits. And I think in the case of, um, you know, and Harry on the second play there, I think they both went down. That's probably why a penalty wasn't called. So um, unfortunately, but he, again, it's about consistency. If, if people are getting bashed by the helmet, we heard, we heard this for the last few years. Oh, the NFL is trying to be hard on things like that for CTE. Well, Mac Jones got hit in the helmet earlier that game, and I believe the game before, too, and nothing was called on him. So, and again, I'm not trying to be a homer, obviously. This is what I see from our game. I'm sure it happens in other games. The refs need to be on the lookout for it. Kevin says,
0: huge Brady fan. The GOAT should be able to get away with anything he wants. Ha, joking. Mm -hmm. Uh, Colts loss Colts loyalist, I apologize, uh, says I agree making officiating a full-time career using technology for finding the right answer. Training with, uh, both should limit time. I agree. I also believe that I also believe that it shouldn't be like a New York booth. It should be like, like in soccer, there's a video official, every stadium for that game. One of the referees are in the stadium. You know what I mean, and it's it's they're only watching that game. I think if you got to go back to New York all the time, it could be a problem. But uh, I, I, honest to God, think that if you just had a replay official in the booth at the game, it would solve every problem. All right, we're gonna move on, guys, to our next story here. So there wasn't a lot of expectations for New England Patriots this season. There were some Patriot fans who saw what Bill Belichick did in the off season and believed that he was going to you know they was going to turn this team right around however uh, at the beginning of the year i mean they were either going to have cam newton or mac jones they don't, obviously they end up going with mac jones and but again now they're sitting at the top of the AFC East a week ago they were top of the AFC and we're kind of looking at how to manage these expectations here MB sports uh, nbc sports boston patriots cover suite out today quote The roster was one of the top 10 worst in football last year. How quickly they've been able to rebuild this roster has been impressive. And this is coming from Albert Breer says, pump the brakes on the championship talk. Albert Breer says that making the playoffs will make this a successful season for the Patriots. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I understand as fans that we're going to have expectations. However, we went into this season, and, and through my analysis, I believe that the Patriots were going to win eight games. The fact that we're now talking about clinching the AFC East, clinching playoff berths, I think that you can look at that and say it was a successful successful season, considering that you have Mac Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, and Christian Barmore who are going to develop into even better players who are playing on, on rookie deals right now. You've got veterans who are still adapting to the Patriots system, and you're starting to see them get better and better. This team, I thought, was built to start competing in 2022. They're already competing now. And Albert Breer's basically laying out that the Patriots just making the playoffs, even if it's a one and done, should be looked at as a successful season. Mike, is making the playoffs good enough for the Patriots, or should fans be expecting more as we're kind of going down the stretch run here?
1: No, I think just making the playoffs at this point, even a one and done, should be viewed as a success. I think there will be some people who will be a little upset at that and you know us saying that type of thing because, um, you know, two weeks ago they were, uh, you know, the news media because I don't think they had much to talk about was hyping up the Patriots as you know like Super Bowl favorites com- coming out of the uh AFC. Um, so
0: l- let me tack on to this when with if we were having this discussion two weeks ago. When they were on a five game, six game, seven game winning streak, would you like, did the Colts game kind of bring you down to earth as a Patriots fan a little bit, or would you always like, Hey, I'm good enough with one and done. If I would have told you two weeks ago, Hey, the Patriots are going to be one and done in the playoffs. Would that have upset you more now than it would, uh,
1: or then than it would have now. No, I think my expectations have kind of remained the same. But it, at the same time, the Colts did bully them a little bit. Not that it kind of wasn't, um, I don't want to say it was expected, but we kind of had that, you know, in the back of our heads. The Colts are a good team. Listen, the the whole idea of, you know, I think the media ran with this Belichick versus Brady in the Super Bowl and just wanted to talk about it for a little bit. This team is still new. There's still a lot of cogs there. Listen, they—if you make the playoffs, you can go as far as, as you know. Basically, your team takes you, or your practice takes you, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to say there. Um, I had this team at six wins at the beginning of the season. I was lower than you. I was very pessimistic. Not in. Not. In, Um, in the outlook for the team, because I still thought the outlook was great for next year, but I just thought, you know, Mac Jones, rookie quarterback, even though he's good, a lot of new offensive pieces, you know, what are they going to do with it? Originally, we thought the schedule was going to be a lot harder when we looked at it, right? They've kind of benefited from, uh, you know, some banged up teams, not that the Patriots haven't been banged up themselves, but no, I, I wouldn't be disappointed and I wouldn't be any more disappointed, you know last week or i wouldn't i should say i wouldn't have expected anything different last week if somebody told me that
0: so again the new england patriots had a very depleted roster last season uh with guys opting out obviously for covid and then of course they didn't have a lot of money to spend they lost some big free agents tom brady obviously headlining it they also lost uh Atlanta roberts they lost kyle van noy this year he goes out he spends a bunch of money it looked like Cam Newton was going to be the starting quarterback for a while. In comes Mac Jones, the rookie quarterback. He comes in, uh, a- along with a smattering of a lot of other pieces, obviously Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Christian Barmore, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, you know, those kind of guys. Uh, Davin Gotch has been a big part of this team this year. Uh, Matthew Judon of course maybe the the headliner of the free agent class uh how impressive in your opinion has the patriots expedited rebuild been considering as soon as they they started the rebuild last season they already look like they're going to go to the playoffs this year um mm. how how impressive has it been in
1: your eyes um and i'll tack this on to my my comments about you know that originally thinking they were going to be a 6 win team it, to me nothing short of a nine and a half to a 10 out of 10, this, this team is, is playing really well. The only, the, that like half a percent is me, you know, wishing that, you know, we were getting a little bit more production out of some of those offensive guys, but, um, just, just seeing the way that Mac Jones is able to control that offense, you know, Hunter Henry's becoming a target for him, this defense and Matt, listen, we expected a lot from Matt Judon. You know, I'm like you. I'm a defensive guy. I expected I expected him to be good. He's been lights out. He he has been great for this team. He, probably the best acquisition by um, Bill Belichick this off season, even with the high profile, you know, offensive players. Um, you know, going back to last year, if we're gonna consider that part of the rebuild. Again, we kind of talk about somebody they snuck in the back door. Adrian Phillips um, has been phenomenal for this team. And when he went down a couple weeks ago and we thought that he might be down and out, I was honestly like really afraid because he's been outstanding for this defense. This rebuild has been great. The value from the draft has been outstanding. I would say Bill Belichick got, got the equivalent of you know, two to three first round draft picks. If you really want to give Ramondre a heavy nod, you know, they picked up, they picked up Jones, they picked up Barmore, they got Ramondre. They they have some unknowns that they drafted. So we still don't know where those stand, but this could go down as one of Bill Belichick's like best drafts since like what that 10, was it 10, 2010 when he drafted like McCordy and Gronkowski and, you know, the list goes on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into that a little bit how much credit should Mac Jones get for the Patriots rebuild this year? Because obviously a team is normally only as good as their quarterback. Uh, even if a team like the Patriots who are a run heavy team, even if we had a game where Mac Jones only threw the ball three times, most NFL teams are only as good as their starting quarterback. How much credit would you give to Mac Jones for the Patriots rebuild this year?
1: I would give a lot. I I think, uh, you know, as, as much as you can give on the offensive side of the football, because, He's been he's been as composed as any young starter, I think, in the league, Um, even last week against the Colts, when it looked like they were going to be down and out and just get blanked. He did compose himself. He was able to, you know, gather himself together and really fight back. And anybody who keeps putting these these issues on on Mac Jones, I think they just need to be patient. I, I don't think it's realistic. I think he has shown a lot of that fighting spirit that Tom Brady, you, you know, brought to the Patriots for so long at at that position. And to all those people, let's say, we could have had Cam Newton. Uh, guys, go go watch go go to Twitter and look at Ray's posts on Cam Newton. You, you're not gonna you you should drop that opinion by now.
0: Uh, to quote Lawrence Owen from the Believe in Colts podcast and Colts Law there are 47 other quarterbacks better than Cam Newton in the NFL. All right, Mike, let's take a look at some of the uh, chat here since we've we've got it. Uh delusional Patriots fan says I had New England at 11 and 5. He also said I thought that Gilmore would be a big part of them going 11 and five. Kevin says it's cap and t-shirt Sunday let's go Unfortunately they wouldn't be able to do caps and t-shirts until Monday night because that's when the Dolphins play the Saints and the Saints do have to lose Edward says win or lose I think we provided that we're back scam nothing was a waste <laughs> of our time. Uh, Edward says if we if wide receiver if we had Edelman this season he would make a difference for us how much? of how much of a difference do you think edward would make or edward would make, <laughs> julian edelman would make to the edward would make a big difference too uh,
1: I, but really i think julian edelman would bring a veteran presence to that locker room that the fan base would love but other than that i think his knee is shot i don't think i don't think there would be too much maybe some of those quick off the off the line you know five yard out routes for first downs did you say I wasn't a defensive guy? No, I said you were a defensive guy. Like me. Oh, okay, uh, that's that what, what I, I thought. I
0: thought that's what you said. I thought that's what you said. Is that uh, I was yeah? Because like everybody knows I'm a defensive guy. I'm like I am. I'm not an offensive guy. I'd rather a game be three nothing than you know. He, he,
1: yeah, he's got the high tower shrine uh, shrine right behind behind the shroud there. The red shroud.
0: I, I do have the high. I have the high tower shrine. I have the. I mean, dude, I got Teddy Bruschi over there. I, I got JJ Watt. I got Ray Lewis. I'm a I'm a defense guy to the to the bone. So yeah. uh you got uh Mick Chicken says misheard. Um yeah, you're okay, you're riling man. me up, Mick Chicken. All right, uh, let's get into our final story of the night here. So week five, if you would have told a lot of fans that the Kansas City Chiefs would be at top of the AFC, they might have thought you were crazy. The Kansas City really had a bad start to their season. It all kind of accumulated in October. It was actually on Canadian Thanksgiving when they got blown out to the Buffalo bills on Sunday night football, Buffalo kind of knocking the monkey off their back. Kansas city, just looking bad on both sides of the football, both offensively and defensively heading into week 16 this week. The Kansas City Chiefs are the only AFC team with 10 wins. We understand Tennessee you could go to 10 wins on with Thursday Night Football, but heading into the week before a game is played, they're the only AFC team with 10 wins, which I think is a little bit surprising because I think a lot of us believe at this point of the year there'd be multiple teams with 10 wins, which is kind of indicative of what's happening in the AFC. Now, the playoff picture is very interesting in the AFC because you got right now, going into this week, you got the Chiefs at the top of the division, the number one seed. If the playoffs were to start today, the first wild card game would be Buffalo Bills at New England Patriots, with the Patriots as the second seed and Buffalo as the seventh. The next game would be Chargers at Titans, Chargers the sixth seed, Titans the third seed, and the Indianapolis Colts at Cincinnati, fifth seed, Indy, fourth seed, Bengals. Now you look at a team like Buffalo, a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde. If the mm-hmm. Patriots were to win on Sunday, well, it's kind of tough to beat a team three times in one season. You got the Bengals who are a little bit Jekyll and Hyde against a hot, red-hot Indianapolis Colts team. And then you got Tennessee who could have Derrick Henry that could have uh, A.J. Brown back going up against a Chargers team that's been that Jekyll and Hyde sort of way. So very interesting to see, A, the Chiefs back at the top of the division in some of these matchups. Mike,
1: are the Chiefs the most dangerous team in the AFC in your opinion? I... Don't think so at all, and I haven't thought this for weeks. I, I had everybody's been kind of forgetting about the Titans, guys. If the Titans get into the playoffs and get healthy, which I think I can they if they lose out, could they still get it get in? Do we know? I in don't the think playoffs? they will. Yeah uh the chiefs if they lose or the titans no no, if they, no, no sorry if the titans lo- if lose, if the
0: titans out. lose out and other things happen yes they can be knocked out of the playoffs i believe they have nine wins right now and okay. i think that they can be bumped out due to tiebreakers
1: yeah okay well i guess my point stands is if listen if derrick henry if aj brown if uh julio jones if they get healthy that team's going to be scary that defense is scary i think they they can they they're built they're built to beat a team like kansas city just like the buffalo bills um i think the titans are the scariest i think the colts are actually really really scary and have the potential to be we saw that saw that last week i haven't been buying. the, the chiefs even in some of these victories just haven't looked right OK, they're still they're still kind of sputtering a little bit. Some of the team, you know, they played the Raiders twice and they played the Raiders what last week or the week before. And it was just a complete collapse by the Raiders. Like and listen, I understand the Patriots have had one of those this season against the Jets. But, you know, then they were there. Everybody's using that to hype up Kansas City. See, we were right the whole time. It's like you're, you're not saying that when the Patriots beat the beat the Jets by 50. It...
0: Okay, so let's talk a little bit about those Kansas City Chiefs. So, in your opinion, you haven't been convinced. You said you haven't been convinced by the the Chiefs' wins this year, even though they're on a on a little bit of a hot streak. They've moved in mm-hmm. to that top of the division. In your opinion, what do the Chiefs still have to improve on if they want to see themselves getting into the Super Bowl this year and trying to go to back to back to back Super Bowls? <sighs>
1: Man, I don't know if it's something you can improve this season to get there. They've just had, I think, a lot of chemistry issues, Um, you know, getting their receivers the football um, and their running game is is not outstanding. Their offensive line has been getting better. I'll give them that. I think their offensive line took a little while um, to gel their defense. Now that uh, Chris Jones has been back has been better. Um, I don't know how much they've actually been challenged. I guess the best thing that they could do is hope that Josh Gordon kind of gets a little bit of a spark here, you know, you know, um, for the postseason, and maybe see if they can use him to fill that role that uh, you know Sammy Watkins obviously left, and they've been having trouble with.
0: So when you look at some of these postseason matchups, possible if the plans were to start today, you look at the possibility of you know Colts versus Bengals you look at the possibility of Bills versus Patriots you got the Chargers versus Tennessee that will have a healthy Derrick Henry a healthy AJ Brown uh, Mm -hmm. possibly Julio Jones Uh, when you look at some of these matchups like which one of those matchups excites you the most is it the Bills Patriots is it the the Colts Bengals are you hoping for a different matchup and different seedings because I mean those all look like great games to sit down and watch we haven't even gone into the NFC seeding we're just staying at the AFC but when you look on the NFC side, you could have possibilities of Arizona versus Green Bay, you could have Dallas versus Arizona, you could right. have the Rams versus the Cowboys. What matchup, no matter what conference, no matter where, would excite you the most? Let's not even talk about what they are. We know the playoff teams right now. What matchup would you want to see the most in the playoffs?
1: Again, I if we're just talking about, you know, just hypothetical matchups, you know, in a vacuum type of thing, either either the Colts at Chiefs or the Titans Chiefs, um, and probably uh, for me again, just kind of being a homer a little bit. I would love to see the the Colts at Gillette again to see to see what would happen, to see if you know the Patriots on their a game or or the second shot, you know, could take it home that time.
0: So regardless of the fact that you believe the Chiefs aren't really the most dangerous team in the AFC, you'd still like to see like a Colts or a Titans at the Chiefs and see what's going to happen?
1: Oh, yeah. I want to see them get absolutely destroyed on the ground and listen to Nick Wright cry for the next week about how, well, Derrick Henry shouldn't have been playing, and that was dangerous for him, and that's going to damage his career. And Jonathan Taylor's not that good. Patrick Mahomes just banged his elbow. The the night before the game and he wasn't able to get the football out as well as he should have. And, you know, I just, just, just the narratives. And I honestly, I, I think any, I think the Patriots right now could go to town on the chiefs. I, I just think it's a combination of them not being challenged defensively and not being challenged on the ground the way that they should be. I think Bill Belichick wrote that book two years ago. I really, I have no fear of the Chiefs, and I just want to see them get absolutely pounded. All right, let's uh, let's look at some of these
0: these chats right now. So I want to, uh, we'll start up out here. Elliot says, "I foresee us, meaning the New England Patriots, getting a solid wide receiver one next off
1: season. What do you think? Um, I have a nice tweet on this that everybody should go look at my Twitter. My Twitter's hilarious. Self. So, so, so. Promotion. I'm very. I'm. I'm funny. I'm
0: Nothing funny. better than you just saying like I'm funny. Go follow me because I'm funny. <laughs> like you just. Uh, you, nobody else has told you that. You've just decided yourself that you're funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Guys. Guys. Go. It's hilarious. It's the best thing. Um. Seriously though. Um. I don't. I really don't. I think the offensive pieces that we have are good enough. I think we have both tight ends. Um. You know they need to get Janu moving a little bit more. We'll talk about that. But um. You know, Hunter Henry has proven that he he's just great, and I think he's just going to get better over time. I think Nelson Nelson Aguilar will see w- what happens with him. I think the Patriots need to utilize him a little bit better. But um, I'll put it this way: I don't I don't see them investing a high round draft pick unless some like outstanding receiver falls to them. I think Bill's going to get some big fat guy for the offensive line next season. And uh, I don't see us going and spending a ton of money that we obviously don't have, because uh, we have a lot of guys to re-sign this offseason, unless Odell wants to come on like a discount deal or something. McChicken, check your DMs
0: if you're listening right now. Um, Dave wants to know why don't the Patriots try using Nikhil like the 49ers use Debo and McChicken did respond, uh, not his strengths, but what do you think? why don't the Patriots use Nikhil Harry like the 49ers use Debo?
1: I think the Patriots have tried to use Nikhil, and I think they're still having trouble. I think he's having having trouble figuring it out. I think he's had, had trouble making the jump to an NFL wide receiver, um, and I think they've they've tried to put him in some of those circumstances, and either the Patriots haven't put him in great circumstances, or he just hasn't looked good in those circumstances. So combination of both snap time a boy says chiefs
0: could possibly lose to the steelers this sunday both kelsey and hill are on covid list
1: oh i didn't know i didn't know Tyreek Hill was oh yeah he went on two days ago so there was a bit oh, of yeah. a joke about that
0: my boy's a steelers fan and i texted him i want to say tuesday or something like that uh because he was at the steelers game against the titans he when he flew to uh to pittsburgh and went and saw it and I said, hey, if you could do me a favor and uh, beat the Chiefs, it'd be really great because you've helped us out the last couple of weeks. And he laughs and writes, LOL, yeah, right. He says, yeah, the game plan is Mahomes, Kelsey, and uh, Hill have to be on the COVID list. Then like 10 minutes later, Kelsey went on the COVID list. And yeah, I was Kelsey like, oh, there's something. one. And then like the next day, I'm like, dude, Hill's on now. I'm like, your plan's almost coming to fruition.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that's going to be big this weekend, obviously, like. That, that the, That's their two guys right there. And Mahomes has had trouble even with them on the field. So, and, and listen, man, that's Steelers defense. I've been watching all these games with uh, Joe lately. It seems like we're always catching a Steelers game. He's a big Steelers fan. And it seems like they always seem to find a way to, you know, fight back or at least stay in the game. So I think it's going to be interesting, hopefully. And I said this at the top, top of the podcast. I really hope that the Steelers kind of do the AFC a solid. Aka the Patriots, a solid pick probably, and kind of knock them off off of their top spot a little bit.
0: Uh, Delusional page fan says is watching the Chiefs. My reaction was, "Wow, they are beatable, unlike last year."
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They just they just kind of don't look right without Sammy Watkins. I don't and some other things going on there. Probably behind the scenes. I think that there's probably a lot of tape on them now. I think Bill Belichick, um, again, wrote that book two years ago. You're seeing a lot more teams jam Kelsey off the line, which is giving, uh, you know, Mahomes a, a lot of trouble with those quick outs for, you know, 10, 15, you know, 20 yards because Travis Kelsey's the best tight end in the game, you know, and would just get you crazy yards over the middle potentially. So, yeah, they're beatable sorry i'm just uh
0: i'm talking to mcchicken because i'm confused about something
1: do you want to share with the class
0: no i don't okay i don't guys because secrets i'm seeing something that he's not seen and i've seen it a few times now but like we're not even seeing the same person you can see the chat right mike in in on on Streamyard, yep. Do you see the one right under delusional Patriots fan? Don't say it out loud. Yes. Okay, so there's been a few of those, but they're not popping up on on the YouTube chat apparently. But we're seeing it. I don't know what that was. I was asking McChicken what that was. I thought it was one of those gotcha things. Uh... Pe- people have gotten them. Don't say it out loud. I don't know what it is, but people have gotten me with those. Oh before. no, I see,
1: I see, I see it on the, I see it on the YouTube thing. Do you? Oh, my chicken doesn't have it. Yeah,
0: but he's he's uh, he's trying to figure out what it is because okay. I don't know what it is, but I know that I once had to click on something and I and I said something. Someone wanted me to give a shout out to their friends, and uh, I ended up saying a racial slur, and I wasn't happy. Oh, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. Didn't. yeah, no, no. Like I didn't say it out. Like I didn't say it, but the guy was like, "Can you say hi to my friend Nick?" And then there was a last name to it. So oh. when I when I shouted it out,
1: you I know, I said, you. "All
0: right, hey, how's it going, Nick?" Yeah, and yeah. then the last name, yeah. So uh, don't want to do that again. So if I don't recognize something, I won't. I read the comments very carefully now.
1: I got you yep.
0: before I, I do that, and I don't know what that what that is. So I was asking McChicken. He usually keeps me up to date with what the young kids are doing because uh, I don't know what the young kids are doing.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm 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 barely you know able to stay afloat on some of some of this stuff <laughs> so yeah
0: no but i've been nailed before
1: all right i got one more thing i want to
0: talk about tonight and then that's it we'll call it a wrap but really. um, we've talked a lot about some of the great things that bill belichick did in this offseason obviously bringing in hunter henry uh, bringing in John Smith, or sorry, bringing in uh, Matthew Judon, who's been like the, you know, probably the shining star of the class. Hunter Henry next. Kendra Bourne has had some big moments. Davin Gotcha has been a big piece. Jalen Mills has had his moments, all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. One of the players that people were very excited about was John Smith. Uh, we saw the two headed monster with Henry and Smith. Uh, I actually, when I did my analysis on the signings, pre. Or, you know, before the season started, I said, I know everybody's really happy about Hunter Henry. I'm more excited about John U. Smith and the athleticism. I think a lot of Patriot fans were believing the Gronk Hernandez connection back, you know, that dual-headed monster. Uh, John yep. Smith hasn't been great this season. I got to ask you, how disappointed are you, or
1: are you disappointed with John U. Smith's performances so far this year? Yeah, John, man, they just, he just hasn't been able to get going. And it's been a real disappointment. You know, we saw some of that highlight reel from him playing, you know, on the Titans last year catching all those touchdowns, being a a yak uh yard guy get, you know, just bowling through people and man, it's pretty shabby for what what we're paying him. You know, we're paying him like top 3, I think it I no, top 4, top 5 money. You know, he's been, he's getting the same exact thing as Hunter Henry. He's in that upper echelon of these guys that are, again, all over the field, catching things, you know, really, you know, making outstanding plays for their team, you know, Kittle, Kelsey. And he just hasn't been able to get it going. I, I don't want to completely trash him for it um, because, you know, it seems like every time he makes a play, it gets called back on a penalty, you, you know um some of it i put on josh mcdaniel's uh because you know the uh the pass that they've tried to do over the middle of the field two or three times now he always seems to be about a step late for you know that was uh, you know he he uh, mac threw an interception on that a couple weeks ago or a couple months back at this point seems seems like it just seems like he he is not on the right page it seems like he the or those weeks of practice he missed all the way back when still still aren't catching up with him at this point, which is scary for a guy that we're paying like he's a top five tight end. It, you know, like I said the other day, you did a breakdown of Julio and how much he got paid per catch. We're we're using John Smith like he's Isaiah Zuber last year. And I, you know, I, I'm going to go back and look at, look at Isaiah Zuber's production last year, but that's essentially it guys. He's Isaiah Zuber and it's, it's kind of (laughs) gross. Oh, did I lose audio? I can't hear you, right? sorry
0: I got confirmation that uh sounding out that word I was would have been one of those words so uh appreciate that I sounded out in my head and I can't hear what it's supposed to be but I'm happy I ignored it um okay. but I'm happy and uh my boy Roy says that's that old Mike hunt tr- <laughs> um tricks but let's get into this uh Smith is definitely a letdown for what I expected but then we get the Jets game
1: hmm Eh,
0: it's what the chi- Jets. Uh, McChicken says that they're using Smith like Zuber and Dwayne Allen. Yeah, exact exactly. It's
1: again for what we're paying him. It's gross.
0: But is that on Smith or is that on the
1: Patriots? No, I mean the Patriots pay- paid him expecting this, and I think he is a hard worker. I think it's just something's something's not clicking there. Again, I don't want I don't want to absolutely crap on on johnny smith listen he's gonna be here at least on paper for four years you know i'm willing to give the guy at least a you know a second year before i start coming down on him and saying like listen bud we're gonna cut bait and just give that extra money to hunter henry so he sticks around um
0: he well, needs, they, can't he cut, needs...
1: they can't cut bait anyways i mean that's that that cap hit would be way too big no, no no i and i'm not saying they would i'm just saying that you know that's like some crazy argument.
0: McChicken says that this is a fundamental year for Smith. There's a reason they signed him first.
1: I don't, I don't like that because you're paying him again top five money over all five years, and they could have signed a guy like hell. They they could use Devin Asiasi and get the production that I think they're getting out of John Ooh, Smith. I I I I don't. Asiasi see, I see caught like one ball last year. I mean, dude, like <laughs> I, other than the Jets game, okay? In the crazy floating catch last week. I know he's had like one touchdown. You know, he had that touchdown early. Uh I'm not sure if he had any others. I'm just not impressed by what he's done. And again, I'm not I'm not fully blaming him. So
0: to me, it sounds like McChicken is thinking this is all this is, you know, it's all gonna part come of the down plan. It's all a part of the plan. All right. I, I, I mean, got I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, let me take a second here. Give you a little bit of ASMR to end the year. <laughs> this is uh, this is the final podcast for the year. I'll be back on January 3rd, 2022. The Patriots would have played two games by then. I'll basically be back to set up the Miami game. That could be a huge game for Pats Nation. I will be uh, posting some clips as the week or so goes on. But as you know from last year, I take uh, this holiday time off to be with my family. I It's 8.41 and have yet to spend any time with my wife today because of work. So because of that, I take this week off. This is family time for me. So I want to wish all of you a very happy holiday and Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah or whatever else you are celebrating no matter where you are, where you're from regardless of religion, regardless of anything. I hope that You keep yourself safe throughout this holiday season. I can't stress. That COVID is real. I don't care if you're vaccinated or not. Just keep yourself safe. That's all I ask. Keep yourself safe. Don't put yourself in a compromising position. I hope that everybody gets what they want. I hope that you get your family time. And I want to thank all of you. You know. Two years ago, Connor and I did this big New Year's Eve or last year this big New Year's Eve special that won't be happening this year. Um, just so y'all know, my New Year's Eve plans are ruined. So maybe I'll I'll backtrack. Um, unfortunately, um, my cousin and her husband, who are like brothers and sisters to me, um, tested positive for the Rona, and he's pretty sick. So Brian, I'm thinking about you, buddy five days of fevers it's not good right around the holiday time luckily their son my nephew i consider him my nephew no symptoms so we're, we're good at that but both uh, my cousin christine and brian so i'm thinking of both of you throughout this time thank you guys i appreciate all of you i appreciate the people who come and comment in the chat i appreciate the people who don't comment I get messages sometimes from people saying like hey I'm I'm here every day. I just don't message, I don't comment, I don't go in the chat. But I watch you every day and I appreciate you. I appreciate all of you who send me DMs on Twitter. I know some of you send me DMs on Instagram. I don't I don't check Instagram a lot so I apologize to you. And I know I'm not the the best at always getting back to your DMs. I'm a busy man. But I do appreciate you guys cuz listen at the end of the day Mike and I, or Connor and I, or Lawrence and I, or Mario and I, Dean Blundell, whatever. None of this little digital empire that I'm trying to grow and build would exist without all of you. It's you guys. It's my Patreon members. It's the audience here on YouTube. And I don't look down on you if you're not a Patreon member. I don't expect anybody to spend extra money on me. Are you crazy? To all you guys who are and gals who are listening to the podcast, for those of you who watch on YouTube, Twitter, however you get it, I appreciate you guys. You guys are fucking amazing. You really are. And yeah, I know. Look, look, we come on here and we fight and we talk shit. Some of us have fucking had it right out. I I had a suck fest this year where I fucking wouldn't even talk to none of y'all. Because I was so pissed at the comments. I get that, man. But we're we're passionate. We're we're a passionate fan base. And we're going to get upset with each other. But I'm I'm going to sentiment what Mike said. Be nice to one another. I'm seeing all the happy holidays in the chats. And those aren't just for me, man. Those are for all of you guys, too. Be nice to each other. And y'all, this chat group here, y'all little family, man. Half of you guys are here every night. You know who you are? Edward, Snaptime, McChicken. Those are just the names I can see. Roy. We're all this little group, man, that hang out. And I thank you all for everything that you've done. For me. Because again... I know I complain about the work. I know I complain about it all, but without all of you, I'd have nothing to do. I can hear the vacuum going upstairs. I'd be vacuuming right now if it wasn't for all of y'all. So I appreciate you guys. You guys are phenomenal. You guys are amazing. Mikey, I appreciate you. Merry Christmas to everybody. Mikey, tell the people where they can find you, man.
1: You can find me at MN underscore off topic on Twitter. Message me there. And like I said, I'm pretty funny. So, uh, (laughs) <laughs> come get a laugh
0: self-endorse self-endorse funny you gotta love it guys make sure that you smash that like button on your way out i appreciate y'all hey man don't forget to subscribe on youtube don't forget to subscribe on the podcast right you can find the podcast everywhere apple Podcasts, spotify all that kind of stuff make sure you subscribe to everything hit the notification bell on youtube so you're always notified when new videos pop up when we go live we will be back january 3rd and uh, starting january 3rd Monday to Friday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Expect me here live with all my boys. Follow me over on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. Those of you who don't know what DPN, those of you who've been with me forever, you know what DPN stands for. Dear Pats Nation, baby. DPN underscore Ray. You can also follow the business account at TalkingWithRay. Make sure you go check out Newsbreak. Download that app. Link is in the description. It takes 30 seconds. It's free for you. You can catch all my stuff on there. Uh, basically we, we, little clips, one minute to two minute, three minute clips. And, uh, we cover all about the NFL. Uh, of course the mothership Dean com. I cover the NFL over there. Uh, you can see my blogs. You can see my podcast. Uh, it's all up on the website, DeanBlundell Uh, you can look up podcasts, look up writers. You'll see me. Anything football related is probably me. There's a couple other guys, but I write the most. I'm the featured guy. I'm going to fucking brag. I don't give a shit. That's who I am. If Mike can fucking brag, I can brag. You're all all fucking fucking awesome all right guys links in description until then happy holidays never ever and i mean ever forget don't forget yourself i didn't i just didn't talk oh okay you ruined it mike it was a fact Oh, I actually didn't talk because I was going to do this big thing. And then I remember Patreon don't go anywhere for everybody on the Ray Rail Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash DPN sports, $5 a month. The party's going to continue after we cut away from YouTube and Twitter. Um, We will be still live on the Patreon page. If you want to come in and join the chat there. And now I'm going to say, all of you who are watching right now, no matter whether you're watching on Patreon, whether you're watching on Twitter, whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're listening to the podcast, never, ever, 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 ever forget. You're all legit, kid. And uh, we're back here for those of you who are listening to the podcast. And for those of you who are watching on Patreon, appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys a lot. It still says there's 19 watching right now. There shouldn't be 19 watching because we've cut Um, away from everything. There should be zero watching.
1: Yeah, no, it it definitely stopped the YouTube stream, so...
0: Yeah, and it stopped on uh, Twitter as well. I can see that, so I'm not. I'm not sure why it says 19, but uh, there we are. Someone's telling me to show some class. What am I showing some class for? Oh, it's telling me to show some class. Did you see this Justin Ramos tweet? I did. He deleted it, but he's like, yeah. I saw. So I don't know if this guy's telling me to show some class or if he's. So anyways, I wrote, "Don't let this piece of shit get away with it." So he tweeted out yesterday, breaking. Patriots special teamer Matthew Slater has tested positive for COVID nineteen, per source. He didn't.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that. I don't know if the guy was trying to be cute, but oh, uh, Justin
0: Ramos is a fucking troll, a okay. fucking troll. And uh, this guy, Nikhil Harry Burner, says, uh, "Show some class," and I'm not sure if he's talking about me, or if he's talking about.
1: Justin i'm gonna hope justin i hope he's talking about justin. yeah we'll assume. we'll we'll give him the uh Christmas benefit of the doubt how about that yeah that sounds good
0: there's no way 19 people are watching on patreon tonight that just that doesn't make sense to me this has got to be an error do you want me to uh, let's do this stand by stand by stand by. Anyways, everybody who's watching on, uh, Patreon, everybody who's watching on or still listening on the podcast, the bonus content that you get on the podcast, just so you don't get it live. I uh, hope appreciate you all here. I should have acknowledged some of these things, man. Snaptime said, uh, "Happy holidays, Ray, and Merry Christmas." Thanks for the great podcast this year. Looking forward to another year of great shows, and I'm looking forward to another year of great shows too, man. I really am. I'm, I'm hoping that. Uh, we can have a good sign. Kevin said that uh, hope your close friend recovers soon, Ray. Thank you. I, I appreciate that very much. The Duke of Yolk <laughs> says happy holidays. <laughs> Edward <laughs> says we're patriots. Uh, I wish you a happy holidays. Fantastic. Edward all says prayers uh, to your family, Ray. I appreciate that. Jacob says good vibes. Merry Christmas. Edward says happy holidays, Ray. Kevin says happy holidays uh appreciate everybody who watched live on youtube i always do and i appreciate all of y'all who are there um mike are you watching on patreon right now because now it says there's 20 people watching
1: yeah so i logged on to patreon it it must be something stuck with the counter so when i logged on to patreon it added one and we're not live on youtube so
0: no but we're live on i'm wondering if i'm live no my other one's unlisted so i'm not sure what's going on Maybe we got 20 patrons. If you're watching on Patreon right now, type in the chat. I need to know if you're watching on Patreon.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, or, or if anybody's watching. watching. How about that?
0: <laughs> yeah, because it says I got 20 people. I know Loyalist usually watches, but uh, we got a lot of people. I, I didn't get my, I only got two Patreon comments today, and I, we don't have to answer them. My boy Thomas says, I wish you and your family a wonderful Christmas. Um, let me try that again. Not a Christmas. <laughs> a wonderful Christmas and a blessed 2022. All love, bro. Thomas, I love you too, man um alex says have an amazing christmas with your family ray alex you have an amazing holiday as well uh i i appreciate y'all um listen um i get all sentimental at christmas time mike it's it's one of those like to me it's like because it's the end of the year you know what i mean and i like to reflect yep. on everything that happened. It, it's been uh, you know if we go back like if i were to do a year in review it's been a crazy fucking year for me um we left sportscaster at the end of february you know, like don't forget, like January of twenty twenty one, we were we worked for Sportscaster, we had a a steady income coming in. Now we knew that we we got fired in December. We knew it was happening. We hadn't even we didn't even make the announcement. None of you guys knew in January twenty twenty one. Yeah, um, it was we were nervous because we had this steady income that was coming in, and we had nothing. We were trying to rebuild ourselves on on YouTube and. Um, We started building that little network with Lawrence and Master and Sarah, and I wanted it to be this, like, big Boston sports network, you know? Right, yep. <laughs> um, we launched the Patreon page and thought, like, dude, we're going to get, like, two people. That's what we thought, right? <laughs> so the fact that we're at, like, 30 – um or me now like like blows my mind and it blew connor's mind too and i mean i know i'm not like some guys that have like 100 150 200 but like we have 33 patreons like 33 people pay money to watch me talk about football that blows my mind man so we we launched the patreon uh we get rebranded you know what i mean to the whole dear pats nation thing man we go a little bit more sleek a little bit more simple the black and white my yeah. wife was just saying to me today how she loved this sweater you know the, for those of you listening on the podcast it's the just a black hoodie with a uh, cursive writing that says dear patch nation and underneath it says premium sports entertainment
1: yeah um, is that one of chevy Yeah, that was Shabby. Yeah, Shabby yeah, on Productions, chevy yeah man. good stuff
0: he, he made us some sick ass merch uh a lot of people got behind the podcast got behind this show yeah. and then you know we thought like okay so we, we you know we start building ourselves on youtube and we're starting to get the following and things are going great and then and then things start kind of falling off, right? Um, we had yep. to move on from Sarah. We had, you know, uh Tyson got so busy with his own shit, right? That he couldn't give us, you know, uh time right. anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so that changes. And and you know, YouTube's been very different for us uh since. But then we get the newsbreak job, you know what I mean? Right. And it's like and uh I want to say that was in July that we signed with Newsbreak and um giving us unbelievable money over on Newsbreak, and we're just like we're jacked, and then fucking september or october connor leaves you know um and i'm sitting there like okay i have to like i don't know what to do you know what i mean like i don't right. i don't yeah. know what to do um and it's funny because i had been by myself before it's not like i hadn't even when i was with connor oh i signed with color cast if you remember i was doing <laughs> i was at the color the
1: app on my phone and get random notifications Yeah. good good
0: um i am pretty sure when i clicked on there they still advertise my show as like going live at at seven o'clock every day but um you know i so i'm a color cast so i was doing shit solo but like connor left suddenly like i didn't know what to do and um i changed it to last call with you know with ray route but that didn't really work because that was supposed to be connor and i you know what i mean we were we were doing the whole shenanigans pub thing you know what i mean like we were getting into that so like all this shit's going down (laughs) we have no idea i have no idea what i want to do and i'm trying to do it on my own people aren't getting into it i'm pre-recording the shit streaming it live you know what i mean i'm doing the patreon stuff i'm running myself to the ground dean Blundell comes around hey man we love you guys we want to bring you on i gotta tell him connor's no longer with me you know what (laughs) i mean yeah um oh because they see me as more of an interviewer than like like i can i can rap with every you know with everybody but they like the dynamic of me because they're like, you're a good interviewer because you can get your point. Like they're like, you're really good at getting your point across asking the question and then let somebody else answer. And then answering the question, then, you know, asking another question by actually giving your own opinion as well. Right. Um, So I'm like, I don't know. So I, you know, I talked to Connor, Connor actually considers coming back and uh, just says he can't do it. And I, I totally got it right but he commits to me every monday lawrence commits to me every tuesday so all of a sudden i get this idea like well fuck what if i have a different co-host every night of the week you know what i mean so yeah, I, man, I
1: i talk to you not I to interrupt too much but yeah, yeah. Like, listen just just real quick like to get a little bit of connor every week is great lawrence is always a good watch you know i, I i'm sure the loyalists will watch at some point but you know, I know you weren't able to build up quite the you know network you wanted right away, but it's just nice being able to chill with those guys and having the connection with those guys. So,
0: well, it has, and I think like Lawrence and I were talking about this on the um, one of the Friday night ones, where like one of the big things about as much as like we both walked away with a bitter taste because of sportscaster, we both did acknowledge that you know they kind of gave us a jump in what we were doing, mm-hmm. but on on top of that him and i never would have met each other if it wasn't for sportscaster you know what i mean and and i I consider him like he's a he's a close friend of mine you know what i mean like we and um it's you know it's that and then you know the patreon world has brought in these these different things like we met you like i consider you a friend we were talking last week the weirdness of of talking on the internet you know your internet friends right yeah it's like like i met you i consider you a friend um thomas obviously like thomas and i are, are very close we're messaging each other all the time you know what i mean mm-hmm. um fuck i'm going to germany in a couple you know in a year or so you know and we're gonna meet him and and whatever um you know he, he's i'm close with him you know francisco matt like all the regulars you know what i mean mm-hmm. who, who come along on on the chat and like we built this like and i know i'm missing people like but uh, Don't nobody get offended, and but it's like you you build this little community. Alex, you know, like uh, chats every night. We got this football pool. Like this year, when I break it down, has fucking so much has happened. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's been, yeah,
1: it's been such
0: a crazy year when you actually like do the full review of everything that's happened.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, man. And just obviously going from you know watching the show to now now participating, it's it, it it's been great for me, but just. It, it it's funny how you kind of forget stuff like that. And I have a great memory when it comes to certain things and terrible when it comes to others. Like, it seems like in the broad strokes, some of that's just like flown together. Like, you know, Connor was on the other night and you were like, okay, I'll see you next week. I'm like, I remember like the week before he, you know, left or maybe the week after. And I was like, you know, you just started doing like the Wednesday night only again. And I was like, man, this is fucking boring because we were at a point in COVID there and, like, summer was over and I was like, you know, I'd put you guys on every night, just kind of do some stuff and get, get some laughs. And it's just, you know, to again, to go back from when you guys started the Patreon and, again, just, you know, being able to talk to these guys. And I talk to some of them every every day now because, we're again, we're hanging out in Discord. It's like, you know, I talk to Matt every day. I talk to some of Lawrence's people every day gotten a little bit closer with uh francisco it's it's been great for everybody you know and it's it means a lot it means a lot not just because i you know i'm able to come on here and talk to you that's cool but just to have some guys to just chat about crap and you know like you said weird internet (laughs) friends yeah it is and i think that like i I think you know this because
0: we've talked about this before but i have always looked at myself and what i do whether it it's on patreon whether it's on anything i for me it's always been i'm here to entertain you know what i mean i'm not a reporter everybody knows i'm not a reporter i like to talk about football i don't even think i'm that smart at football you know what i mean like in the (laughs) sense of like compared to others type of thing right but my whole thing was like when i was on sportscaster and shit i i took it serious to a degree um mm-hmm. i took the podcast serious to a degree covid changed a lot of things for me not just not just internally how i went about things but i was getting messages from people and, and it's a story i've told before but i i think that this is to wrap up this year and then and then i gotta get going in a second here yep but um when I was getting messages from nurses and firefighters and doctors and, and just frontliners, um, people who were in the, 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 the factory and all these lines, when, when a lot of us were all at home, you know what I mean? Like a lot of us were all at home safe, these people who were out every single day and they would message me and say hey man you know like i come home from my shift every day and i listen to you and connor i can't always watch live but i listen to you and connor it just like you know it makes me forget about all this shit i'm going through on a day-to-day basis and i can't tell you how serious connor and i took that connor as well you know what i mean like when we would read these messages to each other it was like that was a that i took that as a big impact you know what i mean like that was a huge impact on me about the impact that i was having on the front line during covid you know what i mean and then and then you start talking to other people you start reading other comments that we're getting and messages we're getting right. um you know dude fucking you know I, I life is so depressing right now like the only thing i look forward to is watching you guys and and you know you allow me to just not think about this shit and you know you distract us from the world and fucking yada yada, yada. and like for me i was like dude like that's a serious fucking thing for me you know what i mean Yeah, Um,
1: no. And I mean, listen, (laughs) I I kind of alluded to it, but it's like, you know, that's one of the reasons I was the opposite. It allowed me to engage and disengage. You know, I used to write the books because like, you know, other than going to work, it was go to work, come home, go to work, go home. And your brain just melts. And like the questions on the Patreon and on the podcast, it gave it gave me a way. To just kind of engage and kind of think about things and you know t- take stuff to a level where it's like yeah i need to need to find a way to like move my brain right and and i'm i'm like tearing up a little bit here uh, again just like little things like that especially um you know we're going through the holiday season and there's a reason i said this before um little things that you do can affect people very positively and very negatively and keep that in mind. Yeah, man, here, here. And one, I'm going to do one shout out to Love, Bright, Vibration Nation, because I just thought of that guy. yeah um
0: yeah um <laughs> yeah yeah man marco you know it's funny because marco was one of the guys i was um alluding to who would write us and talk about you know um who would talk to us about that kind of shit right and, you know, it's helping us feel better. And I, I, as I said, Connor and I, I mean, we've told the story 3,000 times. But he had, Connor and I had opened up to him about some shit we were going through. And um, Connor and I were splitting up. Like, we were we we're going to end the show, break up. Um, I was burning out. He was burning out. I was going to leave YouTube. You yeah. know what I mean? And he wrote us that message that we ended up finishing his tribute show with you know what i mean yeah and uh like we that was such an impact on us because that message is kind of we got that from him on a friday he sent that to us and connor and i had spoken that friday um and we were going to take the weekend to think about it whether or not we wanted to continue doing it and we both read that message and put us through. And little did we know, you know, t- two months later, we're we're reading it for him. Right. Yeah. Um, it's been a crazy year. Okay, guys, I want to finish this. I finish all my final uh Christmas shows with this one. It's an oldie but a goodie. And uh, but I want to read this, okay? It says It came without ribbons, it came without tags, it came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled and puzzled, till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something that he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? You're all legit, kid.